Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. The Big Ten released its matchups for the so-called Champions Week. Michigan is scheduled to play at Iowa, provided the Wolverines' recent COVID outbreak is no longer an issue. We get into that matchup and the Big Ten's thinking on this episode of Wolverine Confidential Podcast. All right, guys. Well, the matchups are out for uh, you know the final week of, of Big Ten football. Man, I got a lot of questions. I got some comments. I got thoughts on on these matchups. But it would it would take up too much time if I just jumped right into it. So I mean, I want to hear from you guys first as far as like what what your thoughts are. Is Michigan is playing Iowa? You know, some of these other matchups. I don't know. It was initially billed as as crossover matchups, East versus West, one versus one. You know, that was going to be set for the actual championship. Why it's called Champions Week beyond that, I don't know. Two versus two, three versus three. But they said they try to avoid some uh, avoid rematches and and they would be flexible. But man, I think they were maybe maybe little too flexible when all was said and done but yeah i want to hear from you first yeah when i looked at these lists it's to me it's real hodgepodge kind of a piecemeal thing like some of these games make sense to me like indiana purdue the game got canceled last week it's a rivalry play it again sure that's Mm -hmm. great but then you got like like you said it was supposed to be east versus west you've got two east matchups michigan state against against maryland and you've got a west matchup minnesota wisconsin now that's kind of a rivalry and they did have they did have a regularly scheduled game but earlier in the year they got canceled so i guess right. making that up makes sense but then you got all these other games where it's like nebraska and rutgers and illinois penn state and then you got michigan iowa which are on the opposite sides of the standings total like ones <laughs> it just it doesn't a lot of this doesn't make sense to me i, I think like i said i think it's the big 10 trying to make trying to make up some of these previously canceled games especially the rivalry matchups and then in the case of Minnesota, Iowa, I just think that was a TV ratings thing. Like the Big Ten realizes they have a primetime slot to fill on ESPN. So we got to put two marquee programs together that could generate some audience. And that to me is, I think, what they what they did. You have explained it pretty well, I guess. I answered a lot of the questions I had, but I still think, I mean, okay, so there are no rematches here. They, they did that successfully. But there are plenty of other ways that you could prevent the rematch too. First of all, if you just go straight by the standings and, I mean, I guess I don't know how the Big Ten is exactly calculating this with with teams playing different numbers of games. In the end, I just went straight winning percentage. That's how I did it. So, I mean, I, that does make... And for the record, I, I did reach out to the Big Ten asking how this all came about. I haven't gotten a response back. If I do, it'll we'll have a post on I'm Live. Texas Forever will get a, a notification. Um, but at this point, the Big Ten has not explained themselves for this with this either. Right. And they released it just, you know, on social media or whatever. Here, here are the matchups with no, there was no press release, you know, with any explanation. So, I mean, there are going to be questions no matter what, but they didn't even attempt to answer them. They're just like, here it is, uh, deal with it. But yeah, so I guess, you know, I went to standing just by um, winning percentage. So I, I do have Michigan, for example, like at, at six 
you know, with, with Rutgers ahead of them. I know Michigan won that head to head, but head to head didn't come into play for me in that one, because again, you know, Rutgers was able to play more games and had the better winning percentage. And in, in the West, I mean, I think it should be kind of pretty clear, but I did have Illinois over Nebraska at the end because they had the same record and did play head to head. Um, and Illinois won that game. So anyway, uh, you know, if you do the straight, you know, just one to one and down the line, you know, you would end up with with two rematches. Now, one was Maryland, Minnesota, which was a 45-44 overtime game in the second week of the season. I don't think people necessarily be against seeing that one again. But the other one was more recent. It was it was Rutgers, Purdue, November 28th. So, okay, probably don't need to see that again. So, but you could you could just switch those opponents. You have Maryland play Purdue and have Rutgers play Minnesota. Okay, so you're switching just two two spots in the standings there. And, and keep everything and, and, you know, you go down the line with, with the matchups and networks. They could have done that, for example. The, the one game I really wanted to see was, was Indiana and Iowa, two teams that have had really strong seasons and, and two top 25 teams that I feel like deserve to play each other in Champions Week. I know it's not for the championship, but they proved that they're the two best teams in their divisions. So why not allow them to face each other? I mean, I think that would be the best matchup possible besides the the championship game but instead uh no dice yeah so and i get it like aaron said they wanted to maintain that that rivalry game that got canceled you know that they would have done the same thing for michigan ohio state if ohio state wasn't already you know in the championship game but i mean again even if you wanted to keep iowa purdue as that rivalry and i think there's another added there's another reason they might have done that too they had to cancel that game they mutually canceled the game because they both both programs have COVID issues so if that lingers into this week, you only lose one game out of it. If you schedule two teams that have COVID issues, you only lose one game out of it. So that that could be another reason. But still, you you could you could have those two teams, you know, kind of jump each other, you know, do a little standings uh, shift just to, to get them to play each other. But still have still kind of get closer to the actual matchups. Maryland, uh, Maryland, Iowa, Penn State, Minnesota, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Michigan would then play Illinois. The two teams would finish, you know, next to last. Now, as far as like the intrigue of these matchups, you guys talked about it last week. I, you know, I asked you guys maybe what you'd like to see. And uh, I think you both mentioned Michigan, Nebraska as, as making sense, given that mm-hmm. it uh, the coaches at their alma maters and, and, and underwhelming seasons. And, you know, they matched up in the standings. But correct me if I'm wrong. Neither of you were like excited for that. Is there any matchup really that would have excited Michigan? Ohio State, Ohio State. I don't think that would have excited the fan base. Maybe right. Players would have wanted to play. And I don't, maybe behind the scenes, I don't know if they would have, but yeah. And we all know probably what the result would have been, but I don't think there's really a favorable matchup for Michigan here at all. Maybe Illinois, just because Lovey Smith just got fired and Illinois struggling and you get Brandon Peters again. Uh, but there, there weren't a ton of winnable games in my mind, looking at the, you know, the remaining opponents. The only intriguing matchup for me, just I guarantee wasn't even an option, would be like a rematch between Michigan and Michigan State from earlier in the year. But obviously, I'm sure that wasn't even a thought in in the Big Ten's process. So, yeah, there wasn't really anything. I mean, Iowa-Michigan typically would be a pretty good rivalry game, but Iowa's just such a better team this year that, I mean, yeah, and it's like, okay, now Michigan's going to probably get their butts kicked once again to end the season two and five. It's not like, it's like, wow, Michigan might have a chance here. So, yeah, there's nothing. The only game that really would I would have liked to see, regardless, is that Indiana and uh, Iowa game. But, yeah, like you said. The only thing that confuses me is why the Big Ten moved the Big Ten championship game out of that primetime slot. Typically, that game is played at 9 on Fox. They moved it a a week or two ago, a couple weeks back, to the noon slot on Fox. And I, I don't know if Fox is another game lineup at night. I'm checking right now. But it just doesn't. 
I, I don't get it. Instead of instead of you know Ohio State, Northwestern at night, and, and look, Ohio State's a huge ratings get too. That, that it's Ohio State, and Michigan when it comes to the Big Ten teams and ratings. I mean, they both do really well. They both watched, but no matter what. But yeah, I don't I don't see an eight o'clock game on Fox. Yeah. This. It is strange. Yeah, I mean, and it's also like the other games then become the undercards that builds up to the actual championship game. But, you know, in a season like this where the games are just kind of being played and <laughs> to throw the standings out the window and whatever, it's all just nonsense. I guess I guess this this final week fits in that regard. On the flip side for Michigan, though, it kind of just played devil's advocate to everything I was just just saying. Like if you're having this season, you're having. What what good really comes out of playing Illinois or Nebraska? I mean, I guess you have a better chance for a win, and that should not be the victory. victory. <laughs> right. Some some positive vibes like to close the year. At the same time, it's like you know those teams, Illinois, they fired their coach, like you said, um, you know, two and five. Same, you know, Nebraska two and five. It's like, okay, great. You know, this is at least all right. Hey, you're you're playing, you're playing up a league. Here's a chance to. I mean, you know, just a win-win situation in a way. There's no, there's not as much downside, you know, if you're expected to lose and now you can actually have a, an impressive win. I mean, what is Iowa, Iowa ranked in the top 15 in the polls right now? I mean, yeah. So there's that. I don't know. Do you, do you buy that at all? That here's a chance to actually get a somewhat signature win, if you will, to cap the season? I think a win over Iowa would we would certainly mean more than maybe a win over an Illinois or a Nebraska at this point. But I think at this at this point in this juncture in the season with Michigan struggling as much as it is, I think a win is a win. I, I, yeah. I you just need a win. You need something to build off of and some momentum. I, I, I don't want to say momentum because yeah. at the end of the season momentum means nothing. But like <laughs> you want something to build off and something you can look back and say, okay, we 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 made some improvement here. And look, maybe they come out against Iowa and play well and and perhaps put themselves in position to win the game. I, I don't, but I don't, given the way they played the last few weeks and the way Iowa's playing, I mean, they won six straight, they're playing pretty good football. They haven't played the best of schedules, but they had, they have won football games and that's what matters. I don't see this as a winnable game for the Wolverine. I mean, look how impressive Iowa was against Wisconsin this week and against Wisconsin team that absolutely steamrolled Michigan in, in November. So, I mean, yeah, you got to, you got to love the Hawkeyes in this matchup. And yeah, their two losses this year were by a combined five points to, to open the season. So they've they've been on a roll. And Michigan, it's just a huge question mark right now what you're going to get out of them if they're able to play. I say Iowa City's been a really tough place for Michigan to play. I mean, they've lost four straight there. I mean, granted, they're usually close games and they're low scoring affairs. But Michigan's they, they've they've struggled there. So I don't. This isn't exactly a place they're they're comfortable playing in, uh, and they they haven't really done well of late either. So. It, I don't know. I just it's it's not a favorable matchup for Michigan. I'd say it's good for the TV ratings. It's good probably for Iowa. But this this game is it's got no win situation stamped all over it to me. Yeah, and I mean the more I look at this matchup, these matchups, like if they're just trying to okay, what what are teams going to be excited about? You got the championship. Teams are going to be excited about that no matter what. And then by by having the rivalry with Indiana Purdue, and as Ryan pointed out, Minnesota Wisconsin, I'd kind of overlooked that one uh, a little bit as a rivalry. Um, that that is it. A, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of. I mean, they're I, neighboring states. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That's enough in college football. Come on, <laughs> I'm sure it's for a trophy. Every game in the Big Ten is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's their biggest rival. Otherwise, yeah, I, I, yeah, Nebraska's in there. I know Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska, Minnesota. They're always there too. Iowa, yeah, yeah, Iowa, yeah, they're all there. So I guess it makes sense. But again, you got another another 
West West game. The winner of the game receives Paul Bunyan's axe, a tradition that started in 1948. So yeah, man, big time rivalry game. Everyone wants Paul Bunyan's axe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you I, can't have Paul Bunyan himself. You take his axe. Yeah. I don't know. Rutgers is going to be excited to play no matter what, probably with the first year coach, try to try to get another win. But, you know, after that, you know, Illinois, again, with no coach and like Penn State, I, like, are any of these teams really going to be like super excited to begin with? I, I, I don't know. But the bigger question, of course, hanging over all of this is, is Michigan going to play at all? And we have no idea, you know, where, where things are stand with with the program. No, uh, we don't know if they practice over the weekend. We haven't gotten official word yet. There is some good news as of 11.23 a.m. as we record this on Monday. Jim Harbaugh and players are expected to talk to the media here at noon and shortly after. Keep in mind, we got this last week. Uh, it was on Tuesday. It got pushed to Tuesday, and then it got canceled, It was, and that was canceled last minute. So uh, assuming there's no last-minute cancellation here, that should be signal some type of good news going forward. But I don't think playing Saturday is a slam dunk either, given the, the case count it sounds like they've had. The number of players have been out via contact tracing. You know, Michigan f- clearly felt like they weren't equipped to play on Saturday against Ohio State. I don't know how much changes in a week, especially with players out 21 days. Those that are that are tested positive are out 21 days, so they have to sit out for this game. So, yeah, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think it's a guarantee that they play Saturday. Um, but we should probably have a good idea by, by Tuesday or Wednesday here. If you look around the Big Ten, I mean, I don't think any other any Big Ten team has missed three straight games because of their own outbreak. So, I mean, if just based off other trends that other schools have had, I mean, if those guys that are uh, contact traced are go through protocol and are able to return, I mean, if there's only, uh, yeah, I guess it's hard to tell, but I mean, it doesn't seem like there's been that many positives where they wouldn't be able to field the team uh, as long as they follow protocols and contact trace everyone, and everyone has remained quarantine who should be then yeah you should be able to mitigate the outbreak enough to be able to play a, a football game and not have your third straight game canceled but again we we just don't know at this point it, it would help if michigan had disclosed the number of positive cases we haven't still haven't gotten that number we've had seen reported numbers of upwards of 40 to 50 players that were unable to play saturday against ohio state either via positive cases or contact tracing um, but Michigan hasn't confirmed or disclosed those numbers. So we're, we're still unsure how many pl- actual players have tested positive. Um, but if that number is closer you know, to 20 to 2025, 20, like we think it is, then yeah, they, they should be able to play Saturday. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a decision way over, way above our heads. It is scheduled for Saturday night uh, in Iowa City, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff on ESPN Michigan uh, at Iowa um, stay tuned for coverage on MLive.com and, you know, further podcasts should that game actually be being played. Um, thanks for listening.